You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's now time for our main event. Take a trip back in time to the golden era of the wrestling world with your host, Chris Tetrold Blaine. Welcome to Once Upon a Turnbuckle. Welcome to another episode of Once Upon a Turnbuckle, and today I get to welcome another special guest, and one again, a fellow Devonian, big up to the Devonian army, um, and she is um, part of the the Reach Army, the Reach Wrestling Army down here in the southwest. Echo Reed, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. No, no problem. No, it's good to have you. So um, taking, taking a little bit of time out of what I know is a busy schedule at the moment, things kind of kicking back off again on the wrestling scene um i think the most natural place to start is going way back to when you first discovered wrestling did you grow up sort of with wrestling was it a part of your your sort of childhood and that yeah for me it was i have um, i'm one of six kids but i had two older brothers that really love wrestling and my granddad used to watch it so my mum used to bring it in like my brothers and that so yeah. when i was like old enough to talk about about me being damaged they were just <laughs> give me choke slams, everything on the sofa, and then we got a trampoline. It was like constant. But I didn't really understand any of it until I was about seven. And I was like, oh, this is what I'm watching now. Now it makes sense what they're believing me. They're getting it from this. And um, I remember I got interested in it and they were like, no, 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 you're not watching the new stuff. You're gonna watch all the old DVDs back and watch the Attitude Era. So I got really into like Jeff Hardy, like Edge, all that stuff really early on. Okay. Our favorite, like WrestleMania, was WrestleMania 21. We okay. just thought it was awesome, like just a really cool card. There was no bad match, and we, we loved it. We used to watch it all the time, mm. and that and like SummerSlam 2001 as well, constant, always on repeats. So we used to just rewatch the same match and just copy it. Drive my mum crazy. My little <laughs> sister hated it. She's like, don't even touch me. I'm like, okay. but she's the only one I could pick on because I was a small one. She was younger than me, so I'm like, I only have one younger sibling. You're gonna take some rubbish because I can't do it to else. They're all bigger than me. But so, yeah, loved it since then. So the 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 warning that WWE always used to put out, which I'm probably they probably still do it. Please don't yeah, try I, this at home. Didn't mean anything to you. So. I don't think it meant anything to anyone. Kids always not. try find them in a park just like Kazzy put like was a Jericho on. Like they're always doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise there would be no backyard wrestling. I know that was a massive thing yeah, back along. So <laughs> <laughs> So it was very much it was like the attitude era that yeah. you kind that kind of hooked you in, I suppose. What was the? Were there any particular moments, any particular stars? I mean, you mentioned Jeff Hardy there. Was there anything like he did or any others that really sort of got you in? Like, yeah, actually, I love this. I am a really big fan of Rey Mysterio. Like I, most of the moves I do, I've gotten from him. I just I think he was really cool. Like the whole like 
underdog story that he had at the time. He was one of the first people to do the whole, I'm actually quite small, but I can mm. still be a heavyweight and you can still get in the room with these big people that are like yeah. twice the size and twice his weight. And it's like convincing. Mm. And I'm like, then even as a kid, I was like, this is amazing. Because I knew I wasn't going to be very tall. Even as a kid, I was like, yeah. <laughs> A very short dad, I've got a very short mum. Only one of us is tall and his dad was tall. So I was like, right. okay, I, there's no hope for me. <laughs> so I was I was very intrigued by him and Jeff and like I just thought everything they did as a smaller guy in the ring of a bigger guy, I just always thought it looked amazing because they made all both of them look super cool. Yeah. I was like, this is like blowing my mind and I used yeah. to love it. Yeah, I remember growing up with it's just sort of showing a bit of an age gap here probably so I grew, I grew up with the early 90s sort of late 80s early 90s stuff so when I remember first watching Rey Mysterio when he was in WCW in about 96 they had the cruiserweight division so they would kept the small guys together and it was really sort of they stepped away from that very very um, few times to have them in there against the bigger guys but then when he went to WWE it was like he was in there with anyone and I think, really? yeah, that's where he really got taken seriously. I, I think the, the the lines really blurred then, didn't they? In terms of the yeah. sort of the like, weight classes. What happens? If it yeah. works, it works. If it doesn't, thankfully yeah. it worked. It did. It did. So, um, so aside from you know being being taken out by your brothers and sort of being <laughs> being given a bit of a baptism of fire at home, what when was it that you decided you wanted to be a wrestler yourself? And sort of you know how did you go about that at the time? I was always like fluffing and turning what I wanted to do when I grew up. So I was one minute, I was like, I want to first start again, or I want to be a Power Ranger because that's. <laughs> of course. I really wanted to be the yellow one. I was like, yeah, I want to be a Power Ranger. That's so cool. Realized it's not real. I was like, oh, can't do that then. Um, then I went from like being wanting to be a teacher, a singer, wasn't any good at those things. And it wasn't until I was about like 16, like just finishing up in school, that I was like, what is the harm in trying and kind of thing? Like, is there a school nearby? where would I go and I grew up in like Cornwall Cornwall so I like grew up like just like on the outside of Plymouth and yeah. grew up in Callington which is like just oh, yeah. the so um I would like search up schools like the nearest one was in Torquay but I also didn't know how to get to Torquay so I booked uh a week in Norwich for a mixed camp but it wasn't until like a year after and I was kind of like itching to just get started straight away and it wasn't until I was like, I was trying to lose weight. I was a little bit of a chubby kid. So I was going to the gym in Plymouth because I started going to college in Plymouth. And I saw a sign for um, a wrestling show in uh, a walkabout. And it was an over 18 show and I was 17. And I was like, well, I can't go in. So if I remember the name, I can see they had like a page on Facebook and drop my message. Yeah. So I remember like messaging them and being like, to reach wrestling, like, do you guys have a school? Like I've never heard, didn't know there was wrestling in Plymouth. I'd be interested in trying it out. And they're like, funny enough, they've got an open day early March. Do you want to come and attend? I was like, okay. So I showed up and I was like thinking maybe there'll be a bunch of new people there. It'd be fine. It was just me and this kid who was also starting on the same day, but he'd already done like wrestling elsewhere. Okay. So he was a beginner, beginner. Yeah. So I was thinking, oh, God, I'm like an absolute idiot because I don't know anything other than what I've seen on TV. Like I can do an RKO, but that's not going to help me today. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I got in, and it was just like forward rolls, like conditioning. And I had Jason King screaming in my ear, telling me to quit. I honestly, if I wanted it or not. And I was like, mm. why am I here? But I was yeah. also really enjoying it. So I was like, I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> but I didn't do terrible. I wasn't great, but I didn't do terrible. So I was like, hmm. 
I, I went back and saw my brother because it's his birthday. And I went, the one excuse I had to not go to his birthday was it's his 21st. And he's like, what are you doing? I was like, resting. And he's like, parents excuse, tell me how it goes. And I met him out that night and I just showed him everything I learned. And he was like, okay, that's cool. I was like, but now I want to know more. So yeah. I kept going back. And they kept trying to make me quit because there's only two girls over the me. So they're like, we'll see if this one sticks. And if she does, then we've got something good here. Yeah. Kept drilling into me. I'm like, I don't want to let you win. I'm quite stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up with a lot of siblings, I'm quite stubborn. So I was like, yeah. no. And I keep coming back. And then I did that week in Norwich. And suddenly I had a lot more confidence in myself so that I actually started doing better. Hmm. Because I did a mixed camp. There was like a mixed camp and a women's camp. But I didn't want to go by myself, so my brother. Okay, cool. I was the only girl there, and I was like, ah. <laughs> but I was very like nervous and shy at the start of the week, and my brother got injured, so I was by myself in the end. So I was like, I'm going to have to talk to people now, as I've got no one, I'm alone for the week. And like that's what kind of brought out my real drive for mm. wrestling. Okay, now I really want this. I'm going to give awesome. it like my best shot. Yeah. That's that's quite cool because I've I've spoken to a few guys, sort of like the old school guys from from you know that that started wrestling like the 60s, 70s, early 80s, and it's the same principle, is that they really, when you first start training, they put you through the mill to see if you come back. So it's it's nice to see that is still part of it. You know, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not so much. You know, I know wrestling scene has changed you know such an amount in like the last 20 years or so even um but the way they kind of integrate you into the sport is still they've got their sort of the old school mentality sort of thing but um so how long were you training for them before you actually got your first sort of tryout in the ring you know properly in a in a match i started training in march i went to norwich in august and i came back and we, we had their first like academy show so their first set of students on a show was in that September. I remember we all sat down. So I had a month back from that Norwich show before the show was aired. And they were like, if today as well, the plan for the next show will be this, this, and this. And they were like, Echo, you're on. And I was like, okay. It's a bit real now. Yeah, I was like, oh God. So that was six months in. The show wasn't until December, just to make sure people had like a gap they kind of wanted to see more. So nine months in, I had my first match and it was with a girl called Adira. And like, she's terrifying. She was like <laughs> twice my size. She was literally like, she looked scary. Yeah. And she was like, even in training, no one wanted to get part of her because everyone knew she had like the stiffest shots. Yeah. And like, I figured that out because she broke my braces. <laughs> so oh, wow. Okay. So hard. I was like, <laughs> oh no. I was like, but I'm not going to cry about it because I don't want to look like an idiot. Yeah. So I was like, no, it's fine, it's cool. I couldn't get them fixed for like two weeks. So I like a loose wire just moving around. Oh no. But like that match, it wasn't amazing. Yeah. But I was really proud of myself because I was I was so scared right beforehand and they made us go on pre-main. So okay. I was like sitting class and I'm like, I just want to get done with, I just want to get it oh. done with. Like I'm panicking. And like as soon as like she went out and started playing my music, I was like, I can't turn back now. No, not really. <laughs> so I was like, I awkwardly came out and I was like, just got straight into it. I was like, as soon as I left that curtain, like full on like wrestling mode kicked in. Yeah. It's like the best feeling ever. Cool. And I remember like seeing my mum, <laughs> he wasn't chatting the right name, but 
my sister corrected her thanks and she's like it's not mine it's there and she's like oh yeah, yeah. I'm like that's my mum great she's very oh. loud I can hear her but it's the oh, wrong name good impression yeah. it was funny though yeah my dad had like no idea what was happening because he like he knew of wrestling yeah but he was like he never thought I would be the one to try it out he probably sure. thought like my two brothers would probably try it and he was just like what is he was like just looked confused he came up and he went really enjoyed that and I watched the video back and like he looks confused the whole time. Yeah. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> like, I'll go again then. I was like, oh, thank you. Oh, there you go. Convert. Yeah. So, brilliant. So it was your your parents supportive. Um, sort of obviously start, did they think it was gonna it was something you would stick with or just sort of a passing phase? I think my mum probably thought I was gonna drop it after a while. My dad probably definitely thought I was gonna drop it. But my mum loves it as well. Like, he always goes to the shows with my brothers and stuff. And she's, like, the loudest one in the crowd. Right. She's always awesome. one of starting chants. I'm like, oh, God, I can't take her anywhere. <laughs> but, um, you know, she's, like, my biggest fan. Like, she That's always brilliant. comments on my page and stuff. Like, yeah, who's going to get you? I'm like, calm down, Karen. I don't know who you are. You don't know my mother. You look crazy. So it's like, oh, God. But, um, yeah, she loves it. My brother thinks it's really cool. Like, he boasts to his friends about it. I'm like, I don't know your friends. So it doesn't mean anything. He's like, yeah, my sister will kick your ass. I'm like, okay, I don't know those people. So I'm not going to do that. Sounds like a similar kind of story to um, obviously the, the one that made it into the film Wrestling with, was it Wrestling with My Family, yeah, based on Paige. Yeah, because she obviously grew up you know, around brothers and her dad, and <laughs> even her mum that was that were into it. And that but she was the real, she was the one that really broke out and, and sort of got the big break. So uh, yeah. you can oh, live in your own that. version now. So. Even her Who, mum's was cool. <laughs> Yeah. Have you have you um because sort of training up in Norwich and that that's their part of the country, isn't it? Up there. Uh, I trained with them, yeah. Did you? Wow, that's, that's... With them, but Paige, so that was cool. That's very cool. You know, so I mean learning almost from the best, aren't you, to be fair? Yeah. You know, the best and there are the nice people as well. Like there's like literally the nice people in the room with them. Like they're always looking out for you. Like safety's like their biggest priority there. Mm. Like they're like really cool guys. Brilliant. That's brilliant. So let's talk about some of your more sort of memorable moments since you've been wrestling. Is there any matches that you've been involved in aside from your your, your debut one there that are, that are hold some special memories for whatever reason for you? Uh, actually, one that's quite recent would be we did like a Unit 10 thing with Reach. We did like videos for YouTube just to like people have some like wrestling content because mm-hmm. obviously doing things with the lockdown can only live shows. Sure. So like a verse we just meet up as our unit like a few at a time, we just filmed some wrestling matches so that there was content for fans to have. Mm-hmm. That's good. And one of them was like a triple threat between me, LA Taylor and Aurora. And it was for the number one contendership to face Manny McKenzie. And at the time I was very like new. So I was at like, the newest one then. And um, I remember it just, that whole match was just so fun. And it was like really cool. And like, we got so much good feedback from it. And I went over so I was really excited. <laughs> I was thinking about it in my head was I'm gonna match with Mackenzie. So on YouTube, I'm caught crying like an idiot. And I'm like, I'm so happy. <laughs> I got turned on, but you know, that happened. But uh, I still was really happy I won the match. So yeah. <laughs> I was really chuffed and I was so excited for it. That's so how that long was, have, a good place in my heart. How long have you been wrestling now? Uh, so I started training about two and a half years ago. And I've had a match a year and a half ago. Okay. So, so 
then lockdown in the middle. I was going to say, so quite early on in, you know, yeah. when you got going, everything locks down. So you obviously, you obviously had a way of getting, of still keeping into it and, and getting some content out there, which I, I thought was so important, especially for the well. Indies. So we went up during lockdown, so it was like nice to have them all. Like even during the lockdown, like the first one, we couldn't see anyone. We like did like Zoom calls and we like sure. still do like our in-ring like conditioning. So we still do like some workouts together. So that's okay. thing out of shape. But um it was really nice that we all kept staying in touch and we like watched wrestling together. Like when WrestleMania came out, we all kind of like sat in a group call, just kind of watched it together and it was really nice. Yeah. Talk a little bit about Reach Wrestling because I, I must admit, I've lived down here for about 15 years down in Devon. I, I've been to one wrestling show in Devon, which was um, Pro Wrestling Pride a number of years ago. So I, I really didn't know a lot about Reach. And then I spoke to, I had Joel Redman on the show a little while ago. Yeah, I to that podcast. Yeah, cool. Um, so he... <laughs> he's he's he was um he was he was so cool and it was it was great to speak to someone obviously who has been on the big stage with like wwe and nxt and that but having those roots here in devon and, and and um being really proud of the the local wrestling scene and he mentioned reach and off the back of that i am coming to see you guys i've actually got tickets to a show um in tavistock oh, in so are you at that one do you know uh, I'm not sure yet. All I know so far is it's going to be Doug versus Joel to be a really good match. Yeah. Be, I'm going to be watching that either way. So yeah. Like... That, that was that was the, you know, one of the main draws. I wanted to, after speaking to Joel, I did want to get down to, to see whatever show I could. And then they announced that. And I was like, yeah, I've got to yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah no, a great match. Um, so talk about your your experience with Reach. Sort of who who is it that you... Uh, you mainly trained by or who have you worked with you know um have you got any like really close friends in there that you tend to sort of work with most often uh so we trained by jason king grayson reeves and now eddie ryan as well which is really cool because before for like a year and a bit i was there it was only grayson and jason it's mm. really hard to say apparently <laughs> and then after these lockdowns um they've got Eddie Ryan as a third coach, which is really cool having all three of them because they all teach like different things, which is like mm. all the merged one makes them so much better. Mm. Um, I'd say like closest friends there would probably be a bunch of the guys that they're all like really funny. <laughs> so I'd say like LA Taylor is really good and like she always like dishes me out the promotions like you want to go Matt, put me in with her and I'm like because. <laughs> It's like the easy story. Like she's six foot tall and she's blonde and she's massive compared to me. I'm five foot three. So she stands <laughs> out. And it's like the whole like David versus Goliath story. Like it, it can go either way yeah. depending on what you want. And like it always, people are always invest in it because they don't, they they think, oh, this this bitch is gonna kill her. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I always love having a match with her. Match with Aurora is always good. There's only four women down here, and I'm only getting to face Ruby tomorrow, which is gonna be really exciting. Which I've never done a face-to-face match before, so I'm looking forward to trying that out. Cool. Um, and then other guys like really like John Sparks. He's he's 21 and he's just got like the old school wrestling vibe, okay. and I love it. Like him and like uh, a guy called Taylor Valentine. They, they love like the old school wrestling, like proper yeah. like 80s stuff. Cool. And they love Ric Flair, like Rick Rude, all that stuff. They love it. 
and like it shows because like they do everything so clean and I'm like how do you do it so well <laughs> can I do it that well please oh. Oh. and like those two are like both so young and they've got so much potential and I think out of the guys in the academy out of the guys like the men those yeah. two are definitely going to go far I reckon awesome and it is so great to see and I see there there are some some of the guys I don't watch the current stuff all that much but I know that there are you know a couple of tag teams in that out in like AEW that are, are really holding the old school I call it old school it's what I grew up with you know the 80s stuff yeah um, that's not flippy <laughs> yeah that's it yeah yeah I think there's sort of there are two trends going on at the minute you've got you've got the real sort of current like all I can only refer to as the current product and, and you've got the stuff that is is still rooted in yeah. the golden era, as it were. Talking about your kind of main inspirations and your persona in the ring, is there anyone in particular that has inspired or shaped sort of who you are in the ring? Uh, obviously, I mentioned Romeo Stewart before. Like, I loved his moves, so I just thought like, it always stood out compared to most people because it was mm. so different time. Yeah. But like I say, like women's wise, I always thought Natalia was amazing. Like she didn't look like anyone else. Like her and Beth Phoenix were like two like proper mm. strong men compared to everyone else that's on the roster at that time. Yeah, they're the only ones that went in bikinis every week. And I was like, yeah. I like these two because those two could literally hit anyone, and I believe it. Yeah, because I just I love that stuff. And then when they brought in like Paige and AJ Lee, I was like, okay, now it's getting good. I'm actually I actually want to watch women's wrestling. Mm. So I say like those four women like really like shaped what I wanted to do when I if I was ever a wrestler cool. yeah so I want to be I'm not convincing anybody against the man but yeah. I want to be one day so yeah. I want to be as strong as I can get that I can be as good as them kind of thing yeah obviously when you grew up the, the stuff you grew up with like the attitude era era their depiction of women's wrestling was obviously a lot different than what it is now <laughs> I mean you can call it wrestling they were really there for one thing um yeah. which was great for a certain age age group of men and women at the time I suppose but kind of going into it now and this kind of women's revolution that's been going on for a number of years now do you feel it yourself that it is taken a lot more seriously even you know not just in the bigger promotions but in the indies as well you feel it's sort of bled down into that I think with them starting like the like revolution, like them like building it and finally like making them seen as like athletes, mm. I feel like people are actually excited to see women's wrestling again. Yeah. But before, like, oh, I've looked and tits are on the screen. I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like now they're like, oh, these two girls are going to kill each other. And yeah. they're excited for it, which is what I love to see. <laughs> it sounds weird, but I love it. Mm. So as soon as they started doing like the four horsemen and like all yeah. that stuff, I was like, finally, I can actually watch women's wrestling and not be like, oh, yeah. Kind of like they, they finally built it enough that it works. Yeah. And with the indie team right now, there's so many girls, especially in the UK, that are literally smashing it. Mm. And like, I just want to wrestle. <laughs> I want to wrestle as many of them as possible because like they're all like really young, they're all really hungry, and it just like seems like a really good vibe to be around. Yeah. And I just, I just want to get involved. <laughs> cool. Cool. And it was all uh, the good thing that I can see again real for really from a distance here you don't get the gimmick matches that you used to get with with women's wrestling i mean there wasn't a, there wasn't many straight just you know one four matches back then they had to be some kind of stipulation which like bikini match yeah you know, why i mean you knew why like, I, or something. yeah um, if they like, got the head match like that was why because they worked hard for that just to get a spot yeah 
yeah. So I was like, I'll take that one. I just don't want to see two girls in a bikini smash around mud. Just, just for the hell of it. Yeah, just for the sake of it. Like, I'll yeah. even just me. Like, little girls want something to look up to. And they ain't looking up to that. Exactly. I think that that's probably, um, it's really going to shape the future of women's wrestling as well. That, um, you know, youngsters who, who grow up and want to get into it, a bit like yourself now, have got those guys up there, those, those girls up there to, to look up to. And they are setting the great example rather than, oh, yeah, I'm going to be up there in a in a bikini contest or something one day. That's really what I want to aspire to. But, um, talking about then moving on to your your sort of main vision, your main goals, you know, what is your if you could pick out or imagine a, a crowning moment, what would it be for you? You know, if you could achieve anything in wrestling. My main, like, I don't care like, what the scene is at the time. My dream has always been WWE. If I go to AEW or TNA and like that in the future, I'll be happy because mm-hmm. I've done something and it's like my work's being considered to be good enough to yeah. be on like TV. So I'll be excited. But my main goal, like, it's like the childhood dream, isn't it? To be like a WWE yeah. WrestleMania moment. That is like, that would be a dream come true. I don't think anyone cool. will pop that in my life if I ever get it. So if I ever end up there, then I've like achieved everything I want to achieve. I'll happily retire. Like, <laughs> like I've done it now. That's I can't it. it. Can't get any better than this. I'm happy. Take the belt off. Me. It's fine. That's, it. that's the secret, isn't it? Is 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 knowing when to stop. And I think that's why a lot of a lot of the guys I grew up with, unfortunately, I I end up losing respect for because they just cannot seem to get out of it. Could be. It's like you're not in your peak anymore. Exactly. Really- and there's there's one glaringly obvious one, and I, I hate to to trash him at all because he, he's still one of the biggest ones ever, but Ric Flair, I just felt should not have been in the ring. You know, <laughs> it was a really heartwarming like match, and it was it would be ever be iconic, but he was like he should have retired a bit earlier just so exactly. it like it's memorable in a way. Yeah. That would have been given you like the amount of time. Yeah. But even a little bit younger, and it would have been so much better. Yeah. People would love it either way. He would have been 80 and they'd be like, yeah. I know. He'll always have that draw. It's just, it's not the Ric Flair that I, obviously, that I grew up with. I think that last match he had with Sting on the last Nitro, in my opinion, probably should have been it. That was good. That was really good. It's a great closure. When he went back to WWE, I mean, I wasn't really impressed with what he did then, unfortunately, what they did with him anyway. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Sort of we can hear in the. Like yeah. Great day and you keep bringing him back. Like, just, well, just, he used to be. He still looks yeah. great. He's still ingratiated. Yeah, yeah. It's just. It's not. It's not as believable anymore, is it? Really, yeah. when you've got someone like that, you could imagine that he really was taking these guys apart when he was back in his, you know, like early thirties or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Jay, was yeah. Ruined, yeah. It's like different now. Like, these guys are so much better than. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, really, like, you know. All right, then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I get, I get it. You know, they, they, they've gone through a real kind of, you know, some kind of rebirth, I think, in the last few years. And they haven't got as many names at the top to drag it through now. I mean, Roman Reigns finally is, is in the position I, I think he, he should have been in a number of years ago. But they're still relying almost on these, these old names, bringing them back to kind of keep the fans in. You know, a lot of big guys anymore you use like a lot of like in the it's middle good. they're not quite small they're like they're built but they're not mm. as big as triple h was back in the day or batista they're, they're like no one likes that other than like <laughs> reigns now and mm. mcintyre and they're finally like using them yeah 
what's what's the challenge with you then on on sort of the the style being more that um the sort the, the more sort of lightweight the athletic acrobatic however you want to you know um want to describe it compared to back in the day when it was mat holes you know a lot of kind of rest points during the match a lot slower pace yeah what's what's the pressure on you guys then to, to sort of keep that pace up now when you're in there people like seeing like mat based wrestling they just don't want to see it every match like yeah. it's good to have at least one match on a card that does that style so that it's not forgotten because it is great to see because no one really does it anymore there's some guys in like the uk and like america wherever they are some of them are really good at that stuff like they can mm. showcase that but people kind of like oversee it because they want to see like Will Ospreay do a flip or Ricochet jump off something, mm. which is cool. Yeah. You don't want to see it every week because it kind of ruins it kind of stuff. Yeah. Like for me, I don't do anything I know I'm not any good at. So I'm not going to, I can't do a storm and suplex because I'm tiny and I'm not very strong. So I'm not going to be like, I'm just doing <laughs> something because yeah. I'm not, not going to look great and I know someone else will do it better. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I kind of do a mix. Like I do some grounded moves that have been done like back in the day, but I also do some moves that are a bit more modern so that people can have a bit of both. Yeah. Because people that are like, oh, wrestling's dead now. I want to see all the cool flips and all that. I'll give you one, but I'm not going to do the whole match like it because I don't want to die. (laughs) And I don't trust myself not to look good. No. I don't want to break my neck at the age of 20. No, (laughs) probably not a good springboard no. for the rest of your career is it no. I, don't want to be in a you don't want to have a match it's just full of spots like that because it just looks yeah. too rehearsed as well it's like i like aew like they've got some really good guys on there but there's not a show that doesn't have like a suicide dive or something yeah. i'm like well i see it every week now so it's yeah. not as much of a surprise or it's not as like <laughs> exciting because like, you don't you don't expect it whereas like now i'm like well i'm gonna expect it at least once in the show yeah it happens it's spontaneous but, like, there's like one guy that'll do it here and there i'm like yes yeah like it's very like rare women's division now which is i like to see people are doing it a bit more mm-hmm. like, yeah just jump on someone it's fun just yeah. eat but no yeah. one will do it <laughs> no no so who are the um the women's wrestlers that you watch nowadays that is there anyone in particular that you're you're sort of a great fan of there's... I didn't get my Millie McKenzie match in the end because of COVID. I really wanted to have it because she's like the best woman in the country, I think. Like, mm. there's obviously girls in NXT UK that are really good, mm. but in my opinion, she's like the top. I just think she's great at everything. Like, her, I would love to have a match with, like, oh, what's her name? Kaylee Ray. I was like, what's her last name? I know it's Kaylee. I can't remember her last name. It's like, forget. But she's, She's been great for years. Like finally now, she obviously had that push for the title, and I was like, yeah. I actually believe it because she's been doing it for so long that it's like I can believe that she had the title that long. That no one can yeah. beat her, and like she's awesome. Cool. And like, there's a few girls in the indie scene right now that I'm like, they have like so much potential to be great if they just keep doing what they're doing. Like they're gonna get so much more match experience, and like they're gonna get over. And it's like people yeah. are gonna be so excited to see them. And I'm like, oh, please, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And with the um, sort of going back to what you were saying, your goal to obviously you know have that WrestleMania moment at WWE. Um, there's, do you feel that there's a lot more opportunity, especially in this country now, to to achieve that with with places like NXT and I mean the plethora of indie um, promotions that are out there. Um, do you do you think it's it's a lot more you can you can sort of carve a path you know to that goal a, a lot more than you used to be able to? 
I think it's easier for women to get signed than it is for men because there's not as many men doing wrestling as men want to do it because men grow up watching and they like young and wrestling. Mm. They'll try so young and they'll they'll go places, but there's so much more competition. Whereas like women's wrestling, there's not as many, but there's also less spots on the cards. So it's like competition to get who's gonna be on that show kind of thing, because you're only gonna really get two girls on a tag match. Sure. But um the unfortunate thing, but also a good thing is COVID, a lot of girls quit because they just didn't really miss it so they thought like the passion's gone I'm not going to okay. do it so there's more spots available but it's also sad because some people you like when you want to face the match you can't do that anymore because mm. they hang up their boots sure but, like, Good for it's, you, like, it's easier now especially with, like the doing more tryouts I think that people are going to get seen more yeah and they give more opportunities which is nice to see like people that you will see on a show like once a year because they're traveling so much are finally going to get like, recognized and it's like really cool yeah oh cool no well you know i'll be watching to see your name up there in lights <laughs> on the titan tron if they still got that i don't even know if it's still a thing now but so it was back then <laughs> if you could pick one person then to have that wrestlemania moment with past or present um who would you pick to be against you would have to be one of three it would have to be like either natalia Lisa or Paige because those three are like my favorites growing up. I would cool. love to have like a match with any of those three. Probably more the most common option would probably be Natalia because she's the one that's still going. Like yeah, because she's injured right now. But if I had like a match with her before she retired, I think that would be like dream match done. That'd, that'd be amazing. I'd be like, I'll go down, come in a shop, yeah, I'm done. Cool. <laughs> don't even mind I'll about the result. Hey, you know, um, no, Knowing what they do with these multiple person matches, you know, in WrestleMania history, you could have a fatal four way with all three. Of them. It's easy, I'll, do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't mind. <laughs> Just I'll retire like, that <laughs> Cool. It's, this has been fantastic. We'll start to wrap it up a little bit. So if you, um, uh, I know again, you know, with the world opening back up again, um, wrestling shows are getting back out there. I'm, like, like I mentioned, I'm so excited to be going to my first one in about five years. So I can't just blame COVID. That's my laziness not being able to get out. Um, but just give a shout out to to sort of some of the shows that you're going to be at, sort of that you've got in your diary at the minute. Uh, so for August, I've got, at this point it would have passed, but I've got EVM tomorrow. I've got, on the 15th of August, I've got, a lake fest show for southwest wrestling up in Gloucester, a festival it's an all-women's show so i'm really excited to be in like a room for girls i'm like i haven't met half of them yet so that'll be really cool and exciting um i've got a show in st austell with ocw on the 28th and then i can't remember september yet because i haven't been on my mind completely <laughs> but um, i've definitely got something i think i've got two but i can't remember what days they're on it's cool <laughs> they're both like could be either of the two. I'm sure they'll be out on your social media, which segues into my I'll, next I'll, I'll point. So there we go. So where where can people find you on sh- on social media and follow what you're up to? I believe Instagram it's echo dot read dot pw, and then on Twitter it's the same, but there's a dot is a underscore. Cool. So just type in echo, you'll probably find it. Echo read. There you go. <laughs> I'll put your links up as well on the on the uh, the video and the the notes on the audio as well. So um, listen, Echo, thank you so much for coming in. This is this has been fantastic. And I, I hope to see you, fingers crossed, in person one day and see, you know, and see see what you're doing, <laughs> which would be fantastic. So yeah, all the best out there. And uh, I'll be I'll be keeping in touch, you know, keeping keeping up with you, keeping in touch with you. 
And um, I implore everyone out there to to look up Echo Reed and Reach Wrestling, and you know they're going to go far. And it's, especially if you're in the southwest, finally we've got good wrestling that good. we can go and see. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, brilliant! Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been a really fun. That's all right. No worries. I feel like it's like the easiest one I've done so far. I'm just going to talk and I ramble a lot. So it's oh no, that's cool. That, <laughs> that just really suits really suits my style. So you know, uh, brilliant. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, well, yeah. Thank you again. And yeah, I'll uh, guys check out Echo Reed and Reach Wrestling. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.